Hello, everyone. Thank you so very much for coming back to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, which is every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can watch it on Edify, Spotify, any channel that you want to hear the podcast. And of course, you can watch it on YouTube channel. Our podcast was initiated um, after so many people read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, and started to ask me questions and ask me to train them to be strong and courageous. So we are training people to be strong and courageous, to be to live a life of significance and success. And I'm so glad you are here because we are not only basing our, our podcast on my story and training others, but we love, we love to bring courageous leaders uh, at our podcast. They will share with us what they have been doing and will encourage us. Today, we have three very special guests. We have three generations. They will explain to us how each generation, the leadership skills and position, play such an important role. So please meet Jeannie, Christy, and Anya. Thank you so very much for coming here at our podcast. And I will start with you, Jeannie. I remember meeting you at one of uh, last month's um, speaking engagement that I have. And you bought some books, uh, Saving My Assassin. And you said in particular that you are buying so many because you want to share it with your family. Yes, yes. Yes. In fact, I had read your book prior to meeting you, and I was so excited about it. But after hearing you and, and seeing the opportunity to purchase more copies, I really wanted my grandchildren um, to just read about your testimony because it, it's just so it was so compelling. It was so encouraging. Um, there are just so many amazing parts about it. And so I uh, the next time I saw them, I gave them a copy. And then um, several weeks later, um, Christy and Randy, my, my son and daughter-in-law, and their three children came to visit us. And Anya came in the door, and the first thing she said was, I just finished reading that book, Gigi. Um, and so um, I was so thrilled that she had and wanted to – and I shared that with you, uh, which yes, kind of led us yes. to And I was so impressed, three generations. Um, Christy, tell me, so you first, you read uh, you, you read the book. It's true? So, uh, Jenny gave the book to us, and I uh, have read part of it, but I have not yet finished it, and Anya grabbed it. And we have a hard time staying ahead of her uh, reading. She <laughs> is uh, an extensive reader, loves to read, and so she said, Mom, I'm reading the book. And I had said, I haven't finished it yet. But Jenny had recommended it, so I knew I could trust the content, and she finished it very quickly. So I will be finishing the book, but she beat me to it. And I'm yeah. excited to read the rest of the story, especially after hearing from Anya about the rest of the book. 
Oh, how exciting. Before I let Anya to talk, I want just to tell our viewer and our uh, um, audience that Anya is a fifth grade uh, um, student living in North Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. She loves playing basketball, field hockey, and competitive swimming. Um, she loves to practice uh, um games, uh, play games with, uh, with uh, the siblings that she has uh, and friends. She likes biking, doing craft, reading, enjoying family uh, time. And she also asks for books, as, she, as Christy explained, and she reads the books and she enjoys sharing with other teenagers what she learned from those books and loved to train her sister, six years old sister, in Bible verses, memories, memorizing Bible verses. And she loves to teach her multiplication and Greek philosophy, of course. Well, as you can tell by what I explained, we are facing three leaders, three grandma, mom, and, and 10 years old child. Leadership is developed. Leadership is created by what we absorb from others, what their lives, grandma's lives teaching us or mom's teaches us, and Anya now is a 10 years old, she's a leader teaching others. Mm -hmm. So, Anya, how long did it take you to read the book? It took me about four to five hours over a span of two days. I couldn't put it down. It was really good. Um, and you were just through all the law school, the training, the communist leaders, and moving to America, I was shocked. I, I mean, it was re a really good book. Thank you. What was your favorite, favorite part of the book? My favorite part of the book was probably when you saved your assassin. It shocked me that you did not get hurt or were taken away. When I read the book, when I read the back of the book describing that part, I thought, how could she survive that? You obviously couldn't fight over someone a foot taller than you, nor could you run away without getting caught. God told you to use his words, not your own. You clearly showed that God, through us, can share Jesus' love and the gospel to everyone, even an assassin. Good. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you captured that. And that is something that I'm sure will remain for the rest of your life. And I heard from many people, but to hear from a 10 years old, it's, um, it's touching my heart. Uh, what do you think that God is teaching you? After you read my book, and special with this situation with my assassin? Um, well, he teaches us that and me just love your enemies no matter what um you can you can love your enemies and even show forgiveness be courageous and always trust him that is so true uh, many times i tell people that um they ask me how in the world was possible that and at that moment you were able to extend 
that kind of uh, love and forgiveness to a man who was pointing his gun. I believe God helped me to see my assassin with his eyes. And that the fact that God died for that person, that he's precious in God's eyes, and that God wants wanted me to share the gospel with him. So by using me, God was able to bring him to the cross. And I see many times we are approaching uh, persecution in America, and we have to be prepared for that. And I advise everyone to be very careful because when God puts you in front of a person who does not agree with you, who will mock you, uh, even be uh, verbally abused or abusing to you, like this man was trying to kill me. God is offering you the highest honor possible as a Christian to be used by God's glory, to let him work in you and to reach that person. Every person that God created has God's image and God loves them and it's an honor for us not to argue with them but to show them their loves. Remember that we were unlovable before Christ touched us and changed us into children of God. So it's a very great lesson. I'm not saying that we should put ourselves in an abusing situation or we should look for violent people, but the Holy Spirit in us will give us um, the wisdom that we need to to um, to make sure that we respond in the way that God wants us to to respond. Do you have any questions for me, Anya? <clears throat> Um, so you shared many scriptures in the book. When you were confronted by your attackers, you spoke the word to them. Do you have a favorite scripture? And if so, what is it? Um, sometimes I feel like um, I have a, a specific uh, um, scripture. Um, the, the scripture that I heard because I was looking for the truth and I went to law school thinking that I'm going to find the truth at law school. But then later on, a client invited me to church and I heard Jesus Christ say, I am the truth, the way and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's, that's one of the Bible verses that I like it because that's the one that I heard for the first time and the one that I realized that Christ is the truth and he called me to him. But I also love another Bible verse. I believe it's Proverbs 21, 30 that says, there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I love this, uh, this Bible verse because I'm under five feet tall. I was 82 pounds, um, under 30 years uh, old in Romania, 5'11", 
fighting against a dictator who was very powerful, had money, had uh, police, securitate, everything at his fingertips. And he's dead by more than 30-something years, and I'm alive sharing with people and encouraging people to stay on God's uh, truth and share the gospel. And it's a proof that there is no wisdom, no inside, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. And I'm encouraging people that as the darkness comes, as we have now in our society, the government trying to submit us to violate God's principles or give up our faith. Or if we don't give up our faith, many people have to suffer that they might be fired from their place or so forth, I encourage them to remember that God is in control. God has my life, your life, and even the leader of the business or the government who is trying really hard, or school, that will try really hard to push you to give up your faith. And at the end, you will see that God will protect you and will honor you for what you are doing. And I love those Bible verses. There are lots of Bible verses uh, that I I like. Um, we have the tendency of um, um, learning Bible verses that that we like. I am your helper, uh, or um, um, God will open doors for us, or all kind of things. But God taught me to. Memorize Bible verses about what God doesn't like, what God hates, what he said, don't do it. Like he will say in Proverbs, as a young person, don't associate with a hot-tempered person. He said it really clear and why. And the, those Bible verses that um, I, I memorize, at least one of them, I will give you one example uh, play a very important role in my life. Uh, only in heaven I will know exactly the, the extension of, of that. But I do remember being in an interrogation room and being beaten. Uh, my, they will hit my, uh, uh, my head to the table or push my, uh, my, myself into the wall. I was full of blood. And uh, I was, that day I was beaten so hard. I don't know exactly what would have happened, but I was leave at the end of my robe. And as I was trying and telling them, no, I don't sign, I don't want to sign this. I will continue to defend Christians. I heard the Lord saying, do not be terrified by them because I will terrify you in front of them. It's in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have to tell you, that Bible verse was like a bucket of cold water with ice over me. It actually woke me up to realize God is there. He is holding me up and I will be uh, victorious in him. Don't look at your circumstances, your pain, your, your the hate of your persecutors. So... Uh, what I advise everyone is read the Bible every single day. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Memorize Bible verses that are 
talk, speaking to you, and make them or I have them on the card. Um, memorize them, and when the evil one um, comes to you in a different forms, remember the Bible verses say, "When I'm afraid, I'll trust in you." So here you are. You're afraid. You don't know what is happening. What's the solution? God's word. When I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. Another Bible verse will talk about why are you so depressed, my soul, David said. And, and the next verse is the solution. Then I will remember what you have done for me, Lord. So all those Bible verses will encourage you and will help you um, to push away the, the evil one. And I will give you an example. I have it everywhere in my office and in my home, a Bible verse. Jesus said to the woman, woman, do you believe that I can do this? And when the evil one attacks me and attacks me and attacks me, I take that Bible verse and I say it loud. Yes, Lord, I believe that you can do that. I don't base the victory on my own, but on God's. So you will be amazed the power of Bible verses repeated loud. And many times I said, I believe what God said. And you evil one, get out of here. And sometimes I said to myself, who do you believe? Your emotions, your feelings, or God's word? And that clarifies for me. Yes. You have uh, other questions? I know you had a question, uh, if, if I remember you uh, talking with you, about house arrest. Um, yes. With the... Do your daughters remember anything about the house arrest and did they speak about it today? Yes, I. Uh, they remember very clear about the house arrest. And the reason is, is because it was very hard for them. Everybody will go outside and play. Everybody will go to school, but they are not allowed to go anywhere. Not We are not allowed to go even to the grocery store. And I do remember them asking me, Mom, what have we done? Why are you? policemen, uh, you know, guarding us and everything. But also I remember them coming to me and whispering to my ears because we had microphones everywhere in a, in a house. They whispered to my ears and said, Mom, let's sing a Christian song because these people who are listening here, they need to hear about Christ too. So they were encouraged too by uh, by God, and they encouraged me too. So they they remember that that really clear, and they uh, can see right now the signs of socialists and communists coming to America, and they are speaking out about that. Thank you. Other question. Have you had any ongoing contact with Michael Taught, your assassin? Um, like I said in the, in the book, um, he, he came to my office and uh, um, he came at, at the beginning when, uh, when he came, I didn't recognize him. I knew that he was a new client. He came and had a case and I listened to him and I, um, um, I took notes and 
by the time he finished, he was very frustrated. I didn't know why. And he asked me, Virginia, don't you recognize me? And he showed me his uh, Securitate ID. For a few seconds, I thought that I'm going to, uh, I relive that moment back in Romania. And next we share what God has been doing in each of our lives. And I share with him that I am writing my, my book. And um, he asked me to let him uh, um, write a chapter in my book. So today in my memoir, you can read not only my part of my memoir, but also his uh, amazing chapter. And it's a very, very powerful chapter because he explained how the socialists and communists uh, capture him with free, free, free stuff and uh, make him uh, a monster who will go in people's house and plant, uh, um, you know, incriminated documents. Many times he will go and kill them and so forth. But he also explained how Christ changed his life and what God is doing now. So don't ever um, think that the person in front of you who does not agree with you, who is mocking you, who is maybe uh, verbally abusing to you, that God cannot change that person. And I, I, I was touched by, uh, by the end of the chapter when he said there is always uh, a possibility that uh, uh, the government in Romania can take me to prison for what I have done. But I hope that once again, Virginia will defend me. And I was touched by his love and by his trust in me. So people can be changed by God. He is just using us for, for his glory. Amen. Amen. Any other questions? Um, just one more. Um, how did you like overcome when you were so alone, when your family, not your biological, but like when you were small, how did you overcome such when your family was mean to you or being left alone? Um, you ask one of the questions that uh, after my kids read the book, one of them asked the question. And first of all, I told them, uh, and I tell everyone from reading the book, I hope you understand that God was not asleep during that time. He did not create those circumstances, but he allowed those things to happen for a very good reason. Um, I will try to outline few of the reasons that I believe. One was God wanted me to be strong and courageous in my singleness for the, the role that he wanted to give me to fight as an only lawyer in Romania fighting against the socialists and communists. He also built in me because from the time that I was six, I, I had to uh, work and to be alone, no instructions or no nothing, because I knew that I have to find a solution. Otherwise, I will be punished. I am now a to-do list person. It takes me the first thing I see, the problem and everything, but God built in me the reaction to find solutions. 
So see, out of negative things, God can create beautiful things in your life. So I want the viewers and the uh, people listening to think about what they think is negative in their lives, whatever happened at school, in your family or something, and watch God, give it to God, and, and watch God transform them. Um, I am a, a very uh, encouraging uh, person. In fact, a few people in my life that I um, befriended here in uh, in Dallas, Texas, um, when they read the book, they came to me and they said, Virginia, this is your life? And I said, yes. said, you never complain. I never heard you about this. You're always mm -hmm. an encourager. Because God created me an encourager. When you encourage others, you encourage yourself. The words come from your heart. Remember the Proverbs that talk about the fullness of your heart, the words and everything. And God can bring absolutely amazing skills and talents. And it's amazing that not even thinking, just doing those things and training my kids to doing, now I can look at them and I can see that they repeat the same thing. They are solution uh, people. They uh, trust the Lord and they want to encourage others. And those are amazing skills that only God can transform our misery into ministry in something so beautiful. So I encourage everyone to um, take your, your problems or take whatever you call your misery. I don't know that, but we all have in our lives something, someone who hurt mm -hmm. us, someone who said a word and here is, and we repeat that word and again and again. Instead of doing that, give it to the Lord and watch what the Lord is going to do with, with that. Okay. Any other question? Well, I just want to tell you, Anya, that you are an amazing person. I hope that you will take advantage that God placed you in an absolutely amazing family. You have a godly grandmother. You have a godly uh, mother and uh, father. You have a church to go. Um, time might, might be changing even worse in America, but I want to encourage you and each one of you ladies to trust the Lord, to remain faithful to Him, because He has amazing things, amazing things. The biggest dream that you have for your life, Anya or Christy or Jeannie, um, um, it's nothing compared with what God has for your life. And I have the same message for our audience. God has an amazing plan for your life. So thank you so very much for coming to our, our podcast. And thank you for sharing with us uh, uh, everything that you, you have learned, uh, everything that you do and encourage uh, others uh, to remain strong and courageous in Christ. Thank, Thank you. you for providing such a wonderful resource. We're excited to continue sharing your book with others. Thank you, Thank everyone, for coming to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan. 
which is every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time on Edify Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, and any other podcast that you can watch it, you can listen, and of course you can watch it on YouTube channel. Please continue to uh, share the, your questions or your comments with us. Uh, read my memoir. Um, saving my assassin you can buy it at virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash uh, book and I hope that those amazing amazing leaders three generations Jeannie, Christy and Anya encourage you and I hope that you take it to heart and you will do you will continue to do amazing things. Just be faithful because God is faithful. Until mm -hmm. next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.